0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your host for the program. This is Episode 41, in which we talk about Game 2 of the Western Conference first-round playoff series between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. Today's show is being brought to you by DraftKings. Round two is no joke. This is where we separate pretenders from contenders. And you can get some skin in the game with DraftKings. They're the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They're offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, and they're offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes each day. And the best part, it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot. At up to $10,000 in total prizes for every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Late, late night in Memphis on Wednesday as uh, the game against the Utah Jazz did not tip until well after 9 o'clock. Uh, local time on Wednesday uh, when you are the second game of a doubleheader you are subject to uh, what we in the business call a slide and uh, we got word halfway through the pregame show on Bally Sports Southeast that uh, we were gonna have a 10-minute slide so we had to fill an awful lot of time before we were able to finally get the game underway between the Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. Uh, Utah Jazz go on to level the series at one game apiece, a 141-129 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, we'll talk about that, and that was the week that was. And then, of course, you've got some PD's points, and we've got some podium sound from Game 2 played at Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. Game number three will come up in Memphis on Saturday night, an 8.30 tip, and then on Monday, another 8.30 tip and right now they are planning on 55% capacity for Game 3 and 4. At this point, uh, the mask mandate has been lifted and restrictions are being eased in Shelby County, which is the home county uh, for the Grizzlies, and it remains to be seen whether or not they may increase capacity for Game 4. I know for Game 3, at least as we do this recording, that capacity is going to be capped at 55% of the building's capacity so they're they're looking at 10,000 people in the building uh, on Saturday night and it is going to be a wild scene to see who can grab a two games to one series lead in this one and that's what's going on with that there are still some tickets available uh, at grizzlies.com and 901 888 hoop so if you have a chance to get in on that please do so it, it's going to be it's going to be crazy and really really looking forward to Saturday night and seeing just how loud uh, the Memphis crowd can be. Uh, Utah Jazz crowd was plenty loud, as they always are. Uh, I don't know what their capacity situation was. As I looked at the crowd, uh, there was certainly no social distancing in the lower bowl. Uh, people were sitting side by side and, and no masks or anything like that. So, uh, But enough of that. Uh, jazz go on to win it. Uh, this was an offensive shootout. And again, the Utah Jazz, one of the best scoring clubs in the first quarter, their third in scoring margin in the first quarter of games at plus three a game, they were plus nine after one quarter. It was 36-27. The Jazz had the lead after the first quarter of play. Uh, got off to a real good start. Uh, Donovan Mitchell coming back from the sprained ankle did not show any rust at all. He put up a dozen in the first quarter, including three of five from distance, got to the free throw line three times. Um, John Morant came out of the shoot, played really well. Uh, 10 points for him. The issue in this one is that the Grizzlies saw both Brooks and Valanchunas pick up two fouls in the first – for Jonas, he picked up two fouls in the first three minutes on the court. Dylan lasted a little longer, five and a half minutes uh, before he had to come out of the ballgame because he picked up the two fouls. Uh, Jazz also – Look, and we know that they are a high-volume and a high-accuracy three-point shooting team. They shoot 70% from the three-point line in the first quarter. Seven of ten. Grizzlies responded with just one of six. And even though the Grizzlies only had one turnover and shot 50%, you're down nine because you are minus six in three-point makes. Second quarter, John Morant, another big quarter, a dozen for him. Boyan Bogdanovich with ten. Uh, Did not have to be the featured scorer as he was in the second half of Game 1 because he had a whole lot more help, but did come up with 10 of his 14 in the second quarter. And the Jazz, at the break, shooting 54% from the floor, 53% from three on 10 of 19. And they go to the locker room, leading 74-54. And uh, the rebounding story was not a good one for the Grizzlies, particularly with Valanchunas playing only briefly in the second quarter. 27 uh, 17, Utah plus 10 on the glass. And we know that Utah is an outstanding rebounding team. Grizzlies, a good rebounding team, very good rebounding team. But the Jazz dominating the glass, they're shooting 54% from the floor, 53% from three. Uh, this was uh, not, a, not a sterling first half for the Memphis Grizzlies, who shot just two of 11 from three. So uh, you're down 20. Uh, how are things going to play out? Well, the Grizzlies. Look, this has been a resilient group. No matter what has happened, whether it has been injuries or perceived injustices in in foul calls or or what have you, uh, they have always managed to come back. They do not fold their tents. They come back with a vengeance. Grizzlies in the third quarter put up a franchise record for a playoff quarter, 43 points in the third. They shoot 18 of 27 in the third quarter. Grizzlies have not one but two players go for double figures in the quarter. Dylan with eleven in the third. John ja Morant with thirteen. Thirty-five points for John ja Morant through three quarters. Got to the free throw line eleven times through three quarters. And the Grizzlies make this a close ball game. It's now one oh three ninety-seven as we go to the fourth quarter. Grizzlies actually had come all the way back from twenty-two down. They got within three at one hundred and ninety-seven. Desmond Bain commits a three-shot foul, and Jordan Clarkson hits all three free throws. And that's the reason that it was a 103-97 score through three quarters. So the Grizzlies have put their themselves in position to uh, to make a game of this when they were down 22. It looked like they might have been just totally dead in the water. Um, but they do make the comeback. So your score heading into the fourth and final quarter, 103-97. Jazz, however, of course, you know, best record in the NBA, best home record in the NBA. They know what works, and they found the middle pick and roll with Rudy Gobert. Gobert with 10 of his 21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Meanwhile, John Moran, another big quarter from him. uh, He gets a dozen in the fourth quarter, finishes with 47 points in this game, the highest scoring game by a Grizzly. Period. Regular season, postseason, doesn't matter. He owns both records now. Uh, He surpassed Mike Miller's total of 45. So 47 from Morant, but the issue here is that the Jazz uh, put together uh, a 38-point quarter. Grizzlies 32 points. I mean, the Grizzlies end up shooting 54% for the game, and they still lose by a dozen, 141 to 129, as the Jazz outscored the Grizzlies 38 to 32 in that final period. Grizzlies also got a double-figure scoring Uh, Quarter from uh, Jonas Valanciunas finished with 18 and 10 of those coming in the fourth quarter. Uh, Grizzlies bench uh, did not give them a score in the fourth quarter. Then again, they didn't play a whole lot of minutes in that third quarter. In fact, uh, let's see, Grayson Allen played a few minutes, DeAnthony Melton a few minutes. Uh, Jones and Tillman did not play at all in the fourth quarter and the Grizzlies. Drop game to 141 129 to the Utah Jazz. The most points ever scored against the Grizzlies in franchise history was 145 by San Antonio. So it gives you some context as to uh, how good the Jazz offense was. They made 19 threes, the Grizzlies made just eight. Uh, and I don't care how good you are, it's very, very hard to uh, deal with a minus 11 margin in three-point makes. The only way that you can make up that margin is to have more shots on goal, and actually Utah had five more. Uh, Even though Utah gave up 21 points off 13 turnovers, but they had three more offensive rebounds. So the possession battle, three-point battle, all went to the Utah Jazz. They put seven players in double figures. Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, all 20-plus. Rudy Gobert with a double-double, 21-13. and Mike Conley... A 20-point, 15-assist double-double with just two turnovers for the Utah Jazz. So the series is tied at one as the scene will shift to Memphis for game number three. Before we get to Petey's points in today's program, I want to remind you that today's show is being brought to you by the Hoop City Basketball Club since 2005. Their mission has been to assist young student-athletes in grades 1 through 12 and developing a strong work ethic with discipline, responsibility, and accountability. Hoop City has helped young men be great on the court and in the community. Their alumni include major college and NBA players. For more information on how to become part of this great sports and character-building club, log on to HoopCityBC.com. You can follow them on Twitter at HoopCityBC as they say, it's in our blood, it's who we are in Hoop City. And they have 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 a summer league coming up the start date for the league is June 13th the end date is June 29th the grade range is kindergarten through 8th and registration closes on June 21st if you would like some more information call Buffy Kersey at 901-604-4385 or you can contact her about the league at uh, this email address hoopcitybc at gmail.com So uh, do that and uh, get your kid involved in Hoop City during this uh, summer here in Memphis. All right, let's get back to some Petey's points here. Got a handful of them. Big game to talk about. Uh, Number one, in game two, the offense was good enough for the Grizzlies to win. Uh, Shout out to our good friend John Hollinger who pointed out on Twitter this morning that the Grizzlies at the start of the third quarter scored, I think, on 15 straight possessions and as I referenced earlier and that was the week that was uh, Grizzlies put up a franchise record 43 points in the third quarter offense for the Grizzlies was not the issue so I think that if, if you have a takeaway from this game an encouraging takeaway from this game it is that the Grizzlies and I know it's probably skewed a little bit because Morant went for 47 the Grizzlies were able to score on the Utah Jazz this this was not the Utah Jazz that is a top five defensive efficiency team uh that had its way defensively with the Grizzlies Grizzlies got what they wanted uh and did get some really good offensive performances from the starters problem is didn't make enough threes but that's another story for another time bottom line is Grizzlies were able to unlock this Utah defense I know that the Grizzlies defense was <laughs> was not on point and that's uh you know that that's the other piece of this but Grizzlies offense was fine, so hopefully they can continue to be fine with their offensive attack. They were able to get to the rim against one of the best rim protection teams in the NBA in the Utah Jazz. Jazz allow teams to shoot under 54% inside the paint, and the Grizzlies put up, I think, 62 in the paint in this basketball game. So, uh, you know, good stuff from the Grizzlies as far as that's concerned. Secondly, John Morant was phenomenal. I mean, 47 points, and he was creating a lot on his own. Did have seven assists against four turnovers, but got to the free throw line 20 times. So setting career marks in points in a game. Of course, he had the 44-point game in the season opener against uh, the San Antonio Spurs, but goes for 47. 20 trips to the free throw line, made 15 of those. So that uh, that was a pretty good outing for him. Two of seven from three. Uh, Morant understood early on, with Valanchunas and Brooks going out with two early fouls, he understood that, okay, we're just not going to pack our tents. I need to be a scorer. And he took it upon himself to be a scorer. Not sure that Utah has anybody that one-on-one can deal with John Morant to deal with his speed, deal with his shiftiness, his handles, his ball fakes, his eye fakes, for, uh, for lack of a better term. But he, he was simply phenomenal, and when you think about a player who's 21 years of age in a playoff game, just his second playoff game on the road against the number one seed and one of the better defenses in the NBA, and he drops 47, that's pretty incredible. Uh, you run out of adjectives after a while to talk about John Morant because he has been so good in this postseason whether it was the play-in game in Golden State or you know game game one was a a good game didn't need to be fantastic because Brooks was so good but last night when the Grizzlies really needed his scoring he was able to provide it on the other side of the floor there will be a lot of ink devoted to Donovan Mitchell coming back from his injury Uh, Rudy Gobert with a 20-point game Uh, but I think that The man of the match for me, as far as Utah is concerned, was Mike Conley. I mean, Mike Conley was not called upon to score, but did. Shot 8 of 16 and 3 of 5 from distance, finished with 20 points, but super efficient. He had 15 of Utah's 28 assists in the basketball game against just two turnovers. And uh, it was a phenomenal floor game by Mike Conley. Was able to pick his spots, hit his floaters, hit threes. It's the Mike Conley that Grizzlies fans came to know and love when he was here, and uh, certainly the first-time All-Star did not disappoint the Utah Jazz fans last night with a very efficient effort from Mike Conley. will be interesting for Mike Conley to come back to Memphis for Game 3 in a playoff game as a visitor. Last time the Grizzlies were in the playoffs playing the San Antonio Spurs and losing in six with head coach David Fisdale. Conley was the leading scorer for the Grizzlies in that series at just under 25 a game. So uh, the wheel turns, and Conley will come back to Memphis, but he will be a visitor and in the enemy camp when these two teams toss it up on Saturday night. Uh, One of the things, too, that I think the Utah Jazz, they they were wise to do this. The Jazz, I, I think, and this is speculation on my part, but I think it's pretty good speculation, that... They went into Sunday's Game 1 thinking, okay, this is a very inexperienced Grizzlies playoff team. Let's get physical with them. Let's get tough with them. Let's talk to them. Let's talk trash and see if we can knock them off their game. Well, the bottom line, it did not knock the Grizzlies off their game. In fact, I think it inspired them after a, a very, very quiet first quarter. Credit to Jazz. I, they they got away from that. I'm, I'm sure that there was talking and there, there was some physical play, but it was not as pronounced as it had been in Game 1. And I think Utah... Rather than trying to be who they are not, they just went and stayed with their identity, which is, we throw it to Rudy Gobert, we run a ton of pick and rolls, we make a ton of threes, and the only part of their identity that really didn't come true in Game 2 was their defensive identity because the Grizzlies, as I said earlier, were able to unlock them defensively on a fairly consistent basis. So Utah, rather than trying to get into the Grizzlies' head, simply took care of their own business, which is pick and roll basketball and making threes, which leads me to another PD's point at a three point margin. Again, minus 11, you simply cannot endure unless you create a ton of turnovers and offensive rebounds. You need more shots on goal. If you're scoring twos and the Grizzlies scored 62 in the paint, if you're scoring twos and the other team scoring threes, simple math tells you that uh, you're probably going to end up on the wrong side of the score. Uh, when the Grizzlies are minus minus seven in threes this season, they've only won twice. And when you're minus 11, uh, basically you have no shot. I, you know, and the Grizzlies did not shoot it well From me. They didn't shoot a whole lot of threes. Uh, you know, DeAnthony Melton was one of five. Morant tried seven. Nobody else tried more than two in this game. Kyle Anderson, one of two. Jaron, one of two. Jonas, oh, of one. Dylan was two for two from distance. Desmond Bain was one of one. From distance, but Grayson Allen continues to struggle o of 2 from the long line in this basketball game. If the Grizzlies are going to get uh, another win in this series, if they're going to win the series, they have to be within three or four threes of the Utah Jazz. Your minus five, potentially you can make it up with free throws, offensive rebounds, forced turnovers. You can do that. Minus five, you can endure. Minus seven, minus eight, minus nine is, is going to be a real problem for the Memphis Grizzlies going forward. Bench, I understand, you know, the Grizzlies bench puts up 14 points in this game, and that's well below their season average of about 39. And Brevin Knight made a really good point during the telecast. He said, well, during playoffs, the bench isn't going to get a whole lot of run. I mean, Desmond Bain was the only bench player that played more than 19 minutes in this game. Uh, He played 24 minutes. Grayson Allen played 19. The problem is, So many times this season we've talked about, when the bench comes in, they're not simply soaking up minutes from the starters. They are actually being productive. The issue with the Grizzlies bench is that in the minutes they are getting, they're not producing. And I understand that Taylor Jenkins went predominantly with the starters. The starters all played at least 28 minutes, and that was uh, Dylan Brooks played 28 because he had the foul situation. Um, So Taylor Jenkins trying to see if he could figure out a way – to get game two. Morant did not come out, if I, my memory serves correctly, Morant did not come out the entirety of the second half and played 43 minutes. Uh, you had a group that was working. The bench isn't working. And rather than go deeper in your bench, because Brandon Clark, Conchart, Tillian, Winslow also were all DNPCDs, you figured, okay, can I, can I somehow figure out a way to get my starters to get me over the hump? Um, again, if the Grizzlies are going to win games in this series, if they have a hope of winning the series, The bench is going to have to show up. Look, we know that Jordan Clarkson is the sixth man of the year. We know that he averages 18 a game off the bench. I'm not saying the Grizzlies have to match Utah's bench, but they have to be somewhat in the conversation. Um, You know, Ingles 14, Clarkson 16, even Niang with eight. Uh, and, and, And Quinn Snyder didn't go much deeper than four off the bench, but they were productive off the bench. Off the bench... They got uh, six threes. Grizzlies, as a team, had eight threes, to give you an idea of how productive Utah's bench uh, has been. Both of these benches average around 39 points per game. But in the playoffs, the Jazz have had the more productive reserve unit. So that brings us to the final PD's point, which is a preview of game number three. As I said before, building is going to be as full as the law will allow at this point. It's going to be loud. Uh, There is an incipient rivalry brewing here. A lot of the talking, a lot of the physical play from Game 1. A lot of the Grizzlies fans not happy with the officiating in Game 2. There will be an extremely loud building in Game 3. Grizzlies are going to have to do a couple of things. Number one, they're going to have to make some threes. Number two, the bench is going to have to show up, whether that's Desmond Bain in double figures or Grayson Allen, who really has struggled on both ends of the floor. If if he can come up big as he did in the play-in game against Golden State, Uh, the bench is going to have to show. You're going to have to make threes, and you're also going to have to have better pick-and-roll defense. The Grizzlies got torched in that fourth quarter by Rudy Gobert. Brevin pointed out a subtle change to Utah's philosophy. They went with middle pick-and-rolls rather than side pick-and-rolls and and attacking from the baseline, and uh, that really unlocked the Grizzlies' defense. So the Grizzlies' defense is going to have to get better. Uh, they also need for their guys, their main guys, to stay out of foul trouble. Again, we had a situation with Valanchunas and Brooks picking up two early fouls in the first quarter. If you want to get off to a good start against the Utah Jazz, those guys can't be sitting for any reason, uh, not the least of which is fouls. So uh, Grizzlies need to get off to a good start. They need to ride the emotion of the home crowd, which will be considerable. Uh, And they do need to maintain their poise, and they need to make some threes, make some momentum plays, but definitely get off to a good start because then the crowd can push you forward, and it can be perhaps a replay of the play-in game against San Antonio where the Grizzlies got off to a great start. They had to fight tooth and nail to secure the victory, but they played well early. Home crowd pushed them forward, kept them going throughout the game, and the Grizzlies uh, got the win against San Antonio, of course, to set up the play-in showdown with the Golden State Warriors. So. That does it for this edition of PD's Points. Grizzlies and Jazz are tied at one game apiece. Game number three comes your way on Saturday night, an 8:30 tip at FedEx Forum. So to recap the 141-129 Utah Jazz win, let's go to the podium and get some podium sound from the Grizzlies.
1: I think the Jazz played an amazing game tonight. I mean, they were clicking on all cylinders, 19 threes, 54%. I mean, we shot 54% too. So uh, they got off and running early. Uh, Really proud of our group in that third quarter to bounce back, cut the lead to, you know, one possession game. Uh, Then the Jazz, you know, just, you know, some 50-50 balls, second chance points in that fourth quarter you can't have. Um, you know down the stretch in a close ball game but you know obviously he adds a lot to their team you know their entire team played great a lot of guys played well for them uh, long series we're going to bounce back and, and the fact that we can compete with these guys and we've beaten these guys is a great takeaway from these two games out here
0: Taylor Jenkins was then asked about John Moran's performance
1: it's obviously an amazing feat um, in his early career but I'll echo he he'll, he'll talk about he can't wait to go come back and get a win um, that's his focus and it's all driven to win. Uh, but amazing franchise record you know I think there's NBA stats about you know what he's done in two playoff games and you know the age he's at and all that Um, but he's motivated by winning so uh, a lot of things that you know he's going to learn from uh, the things he did well and what we can do as a team to get better so I know he's motivated by that but honestly heck of a game.
0: Jenkins was also asked if John Morant simply felt it was time for him to take over.
1: I think all of our guys recognized it. You know, it wasn't just him. It was a flurry of, you know, that starting unit to come out there and make a huge run and cut into the Jazz's lead. We're down 20 at halftime. We talked about staying the course. They played great. There's 24 more minutes left. Let's go out there and find ways to get more stops. And, you know, we, we watched some clips about how getting better defensively and offensively and our guys, as they've done all season long you know uh resiliency and rebounding in that third quarter uh played a whole lot better 43 points to 29 big run thing ended up being a six-point lead going to the fourth quarter uh that starting group really set a tone in that third quarter
0: jenkins also had this to say about the impact morant has on this basketball team
1: yeah i mean it set a tone for us um you know he's an engine for us offensively uh when he's in attack mode you know he was diamond up his teammates uh you know, help helped fuel the run. So, I mean, it's huge for us. Any given night, one of our guys can go on one of these runs. Uh, first game was DB. Tonight was Ja. Uh, but it sets a tone, just kind of just, uh, you know, sends energy throughout the entire roster, uh, whether you're on the floor or, on the off, or off. And it, it was just, a, as again, a tone setter
2: for us.
0: In Morant's media availability, he was asked if there was greater onus placed on him because of the foul problems to Valanchunas and Brooks Early.
2: Uh, you know, I just got to be aggressive at all times, you know. um. I kind of, you know, just put that pressure on myself to, you know, uh, get us back in the game. And, you know, I was able to get to my spots on the floor and, you know, uh, and make shots.
0: Morant was humble about his record, but really, really wanted the win.
2: It's an honor, you know, to be able to do that. You know, you know I'm best, blessed to be able to, you know, uh, be in a position that I'm in, uh, you know, be able to play the game at the highest level. But. Um, that's not on my mind at all. Uh, We lost, obviously it wasn't enough. Still, the
0: Grizzlies come home in a 1-1 series tie, and Morant really looking forward to some home cooking.
2: Home court advantage, you know, with our crowd. Uh, Like I said, you know, after game one, we get, you know, return the favor of, you know, what they crowd been doing to us. So, Uh, you know, we're excited. Uh, Uh, 1-1, you know, mindset right now is to go, you know, back home, defend home court and take game three.
0: And so the Grizzlies will return home on Saturday night. They will take on the Utah Jazz in Game 3. It is an 8:30 tip at FedEx Forum. Get your tickets at grizzlies.com or 901-888-HOOP. Television coverage locally on Bally Sports Southeast starting at 8 o'clock with Grizzlies Live presented by Ford and your Mid-South Ford dealers. Grizzlies try to parlay home court advantage into a 2-1 series lead. Grizzlies, and this kind of escapes our notice, the Grizzlies finally coming home. I mean, they went out to play Golden State in the play-in game, and they've basically been out west. For uh, close to a week to get the play in game and then the first two games of this playoff series. Grizzlies will be very happy to be home. They will be welcomed by a loud and raucous crowd at FedEx Forum. It should be a fantastic atmosphere. First home playoff game, true playoff game. We're not going to count the play in game against San Antonio. First true playoff game since the spring of 2017. Well, that does it for this edition of the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network, where we ask if there was one thing you could do, one bold action you could take, one inspired choice you could make, one investment guaranteed to transform Memphis, would you do it? Well, if that answer is yes, here's your chance. The Grizzlies Foundation is looking for Memphians to be the difference in a child's life by becoming a volunteer mentor. 800 youth in Memphis are waiting for your decision today, so do not delay. Join the movement and become a mentor at grizzliesfoundation.org. This message brought to you through the generous support of Garner Framing Company, serving Memphis for 70 years and a proud supporter of the Memphis Grizzlies Foundation. Framing consultations by appointment at 901-685-7796. Tell Chris Garner you heard about Garner Framing Company and the Grizzlies mentoring program on the Grizz Weekly Grind. Our thanks to Garner Framing Company, our thanks also to Hoop City Basketball Club, and of course our good friends at DraftKings for their support of the Grizz Weekly Grind. I'm Pete Pranica. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.